and I was a newly ordained priest, I had a number of priests telling me that I needed to open up a Roth IRA. I had no idea what they were talking about. And they said, just listen to me and trust me, open up a Roth IRA. Do you think I listened? No. no. <laughs> so seven years later, I decided to open up a Roth IRA, and you could put the maximum of, uh, I think it was like 5000 back then in. You may not know this, but priests have to pr provide for their own retirement, so they told us over and over in the seminary, you have to save money to provide for your retirement. And I just wanted to give it all away. When I, when I finally had a paycheck again, before um, when you go to the seminary, you can't work. And um, so I finally put it in about seven years ago. And I was with some other priest friends. My dad's really into this, so I had my dad look at it, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot more money now over seven years. And then I learned about com compound interest, right? <laughs> so it just keeps growing and growing and snowballing, and the, more you, the earlier you start, the better. So if you haven't, uh, younger people, if you haven't started in a Roth IRA, do it now. So now I tell the younger priests when they're ordained, I'll always say to them, you have to start a Roth IRA right now. <laughs> and they look at me and they go, I don't know what that means. And I say, you don't have to know what it means. Just start it right now. I'll open it up for you. So it took me years to learn this and figure it out. In the gospel today, we hear about this compound interest. So we hear about this uh, notion of the talents. That one is given five talents, one is given two talents, one is given one talent, and they're supposed to invest it. And if they invest it, there's a compound interest that happens. Now, a talent was actually the word for a, a, a talent was a large sum of money, and one talent equaled uh, 20 years of daily wages. So 20 years of daily wages. So if you figure somebody right now were to make $50,000 a year, 20 years of that would be, anybody know? A million dollars, right? So God was giving the first, uh, the, the first one a million dollars, the second two million dollars, and the, the, the one with the most ability, he gave him five million dollars. And the idea is that they were supposed to invest it. Now, I'm sure when they got that talent right off the bat, they weren't quite sure what they were going to do with it. So I want us to think about each and every one of us. We are given by God a large amount of money. If you think about all the money that, that you have had or gained over 20 years, it's a lot of money for each and every one of us. And God is giving us and inviting us in this passage to invest that money, not to bury it. We hear in the Gospel of Matthew, he says, for to everyone who has more will, will, will grow, grow rich, but from one who has not, even what you have will be taken away. So, I don't know if you've, you've probably heard this idea of time, talent, and treasure before, that that's what we're supposed to do as being good stewards. We're supposed to give our time, our talent, and our treasure. And I want you to think about each one of these as I go through them, and how can you personally do that for the church and for even here? St. Matthias. You've made that, you may have heard that, uh, read that one book that it says it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. So if you do something for 10,000 hours, you will become one of the top 1% in the world uh, in terms of that. Now that might seem overwhelming, right? 10,000 hours. But 
Another expert says if you spend 20 hours at something, you will at least have some mastery of it. So you have some idea how to do it. So I want you to think about that with the church over, the, over the, this next year. How can you give your time? How can you really invest your time into the church? And I would just use that model of 20 hours. Like, so take 20 hours. Can you do something extra special outside of mass and invest your time into the church? The second with that talent. So talent is where we get the word talent. Also, we're called to use our, our talents in the service of the church. So what is your gift? What are your talents that can in some way be used for the glory of God? And I know a lot of people will say to me, Father, I don't have a talent. And uh, what I would say is, well, take 20 hours, pick something that you might be interested in, and do that talent for 20 hours. <coughs> and you'll find that it will grow. Then finally, treasure. So all money that, is, that we have is God's gift. Everything that we have is God's gift. Our time is his gift. And each and every one of us probably does have more money than we are aware of if you were to look around the whole world. Find a way to give to the poor, to the needy, to the church. Sometimes people will say to me, Father, I want this at the church, and I have to try to figure out how to find that in the budget. What I really love is, Father, I want to do this, and here's some money to do it. <laughs> I really love that. And so there's a tradition of, of tithing, of giving 10% to the church. And I remember when I got out of the seminary and I thought, finally, I can do this. And it really, it's exciting for me to think I have this much money, 10% of what I have, and I can give it to the poor or give it to the church or give it to um, somebody without having any guilt of being imprudent. And so try to think of a way that you can do that at St. Matthias. So I'd first ask, you know, do we give? 10% to the church. And maybe this gospel can help us to see that if we invest, God is going to bless us a hundredfold. We also hear in Matthew that everyone who gives up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for the sake of my name will receive a hundred times more in this life and eternal life in the next. That's why I get excited about giving money, because we're going to receive it back in this life, in eternal life in the next. The first reading, we hear an image of this bride. When one finds a worthy wife, her value is beyond compare. Whenever we hear about brides, the church is symbolic of the bride. So Jesus is the bridegroom, and the church is the bride. And so what it's saying here is, when, you're, when, when a man is looking for a lovely wife, I love her, he's not looking for beauty, he's not looking for anything else other than she uses her hands to serve the poor. She puts her hands to the distaff and her fingers to apply the spindle. She reaches out her hands to the poor and extends her arms to the needy. I don't know about all of you when you were first maybe getting married or dating, I don't know if that was the first quality that you looked at in a woman. <laughs> but that's what Jesus is saying. The most beautiful thing that we can do is to give. 
And finally, God entrusts his heart to you. You hear that in the, in the reading. Her husband entrusting his heart to her has an unfailing promise. So God the Father wants to give you his heart, and you become his unfailing prize. And as he entrusts his heart to you, the desire is that God now wants to work through you. God wants to work through our hands, our lives, our giving, so that other people can know this love of God the Father. In this parable, Jesus is telling us that God has given each one of us a tremendous amount of time, talent, and treasure. So you all are given a talent. And hopefully that talent is not buried. Hopefully that talent is invested. And just like the advice I got in the beginning about opening up a Roth IRA, sometimes you don't even have to know what it means. When you give, you don't have to know how God is going to work with it. But just trust that by giving to the church, by giving your gifts and talents and time, God will compound that interest and something beautiful will happen beyond our imagination. So open up that Roth IRA. I mean, open up the uh, church and truly give so that we can experience this um, compound interest, love that God wants to have for us here at St. Matthias, and that we become a beacon of love to this whole area.